up, guys? Chris and Walker back with Quality from the Spot. Second episode of the new season. This week, we'll, of course, review Match Week 2's fixtures, give a surprise non-traditional player of the week, and give me a quick update on our team and season so far. My question for you this week, it actually happens to be the title of the podcast this episode, um, is it United's title to lose? I think it's a little too early for that. Um, it's very easy to overreact because they've looked awesome, and I'm very much a proponent of the argument of taking care of your business per se, but they've really played some softies. Um, Swansea, I believe we might have both picked to be relegated, especially without Gilfie anymore. Urente um, hasn't played yet. Um, I think West Ham might have been the other victory. Um, I don't. I, I think it's it's too early for that. I mean, we saw this week that there's going to be surprise results. I mean, you didn't see one zero to Stoke coming over Arsenal. Um, and you probably expected City to go get a result at Everton. I mean, Everton's certainly down, in my opinion. Um, so I think it's I think it's still too early. Yeah. Did you agree with that? Definitely too early to make any outlandish claims like that. But they have looked good. They're having they're their, the best team in the league. Yeah, they're having their big players step up, and uh, it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, who knows? You never know. Injuries, those kind of things happen. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Transfer window is not. I should not have close. asked. Is it Huddersfield Town's title to lose? Yeah, sorry, I mean, Huddersfield sitting in second right now, probably because they have Casey Palmer on loan. Um, but no, they've been obviously the surprise of the season. Uh, we're going to touch on that later. But I, I mean, right now, Huddersfield have, haven't conceded a goal. Haven't conceded a goal. Um, I mean, we have a team of the season. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. Maybe it's a little short on our part for not putting in a Huddersfield defender or goalie. Either way, we'll get to that. We can change it on the fly. My question for you is how worried are you about this season at Wembley? You won one game there last year against CSKA, who would probably lose the majority of the teams in the Premier League. Um, a lot of other questionable results last year. Uh, heavy, heavy favorites going into last week's match against Chelsea. So answer that. How worried are you about Wembley? And we'll just roll right into the recap of the match after that. Yeah. Um Def- the loss definitely um, hurt us as far as criticism goes and playing at Wembley, but I'm not really worried, Walker. You know, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't be. We played well, and we'll touch on this in a second, but we played well enough, I believe, to get a result. Um, definitely a point, if not two points. Just We didn't capitalize on chances, whereas y'all did. It was kind of a evenly spread out game, I would say. Um, I'm not worried about it yet. 
make sure we drop this the upcoming fixture to Burnley at home. Yep, that would be alarming. Um, then I'll be a little bit more concerned. But as of right now, Chelsea is a great team. They just won the title. I, you know, <laughs> losing to them is not anything to worry about yet. I could even see a, maybe a late 2-1 win for Tottenham, even if you had to nick it late, maybe in the post-85th minute. Yeah. I still think there might be some narrative next week. Like, well, you know, especially if you went down. Imagine the pressure if you go down 1-0. Yeah. Um, because I can speak for from experience, Vokes is a monster in the air. Yeah. So um, just don't get a red card and you'll be okay. So don't yeah. get two red cards. Yeah, okay, too soon. <laughs> um, that being said, Chelsea were in full-on crisis mode. I mean, not really, but that was obviously the narrative in the media, uh, both here and across the pond. Um, Chelsea coming out victorious, 2-1 to one on Tottenham. Probably should have put a little action, um, a little allocation. A little capital um, allocation. Yeah, a little capital allocation on that. Um, Why didn't we? We should have. You wouldn't have bet against Tottenham. No, I'm saying I probably would have bet for Spurs and you would have bet for Chelsea. I would have lost money. You would have won money. Either way, heavy, <laughs> heavy Spurs favorites. We touched on this last week. No Gary Cahill. No Seth Fabregas. No Eden Hazard. We knew Pedro wouldn't start due to his ankle. And we thought no Bakayoko. Um, looks like in the middle of the week I learned that he went to – the manager and said i'm here for you i'll play i'll run for 90 minutes if you need me to kind of against you know where his fitness schedule is right now um so chelsea started a, a some would say a very defensive lineup i can't necessarily blame them uh being down those attackers i would have much rather than played the 3-5-2 with conte bakioko and louise in midfield as opposed to just getting 3-4-3 and maybe starting um charlie musanda or someone like that I mean, so a player that i love or jeremy boga but I still think that was a smarter play. It's the second game of the year. It's your first away game against a rival, um, a title challenger. Um, so I was I was okay with the lineup. Yeah, that brings us into the game action here. <clears throat> Alvaro Morata missed an absolute sitter. Yep, sixty million. Um, you got to be putting that away. Yeah, Espilicueta had a beautiful cross right in between, uh, I believe, Yan and Toby. And something you don't see often is Tottenham letting a guy get that much open space. In the box. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, um, and Morata. It looked like he instead of just letting the ball hit his yep. head and like you know he guiding it that way, he tried a little too hard and really tried to force it into the corner, and he missed it wide right. Um, and then Spurs had a couple of chances. I, from memory, I can remember Kane missing or hitting one at Courtois, um, and Delhi also putting one over the bar. Um, but then that brings us to Deli Ali bringing down Dava Luiz. This is about like the twenty second ish. Yeah, minute, yeah, just outside the uh, edge of the box. Um, and I actually called this. I was watching it with a buddy of mine, and I said, the, <laughs> "I said this ball's going in." I just have that feeling. And of course, Marcus Alonso, sorry, striker Alonso, um, put that thing just straight up postage stamp, top corner. Um, couldn't get any better than that. Yeah, I, I saw a stat: the last ten free kicks he's taken, he scored three, hit the post five times. So um, he should just take all of them for all I care. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think you hit on it with Spurs missing some chances. Um, the match could have completely gone a different way, but you got to have the breaks to have a good season, dude. Not going to say win the title. There you go, man. Um, but halftime, 1-0. We got, I won't say lucky, but we really had to hold on by the seat of our pants right before halftime. Spurs were down our throats. I think we welcomed the halftime whistle. Uh, and then it was kind of back and forth, wouldn't you say? Yeah. In the early on, the second half, I know, you know Kane hit the post, Willing hit the post. Could have gone either way. And then uh, we made some subs, and Mishibashuai came in. And first off, before we say, 
Bakayoko committed a very silly foul um, on Zadeli Ali, maybe. Yeah. Um, so because he wasn't fit, I think he was playing a little bit too much with his hands. I'm trying to gain an advantage. He brought down Delhi. Shouldn't have. Erickson played in a great ball, and Mishi just stepped on the field, and he had it right into his net. After that, I would have thought we we're going to buckle down and play for a draw, and Tottenham are going to come on and try to get the winner. That's but I thought too. it was uh, very much the opposite. Both sides were going for it, and um, Tottenham tried to spring a quick counterattack. Dava Luiz did an excellent job getting over in front of the ball. Him and Marcus Alonso kind of helped, and they got the ball out to Pedro, and Alonso went on a run up the left channel, and Pedro found him. And um, Alonso just took a quick glance at the goalie and said, I'm going to have a rip here. And he hit it right at uh, Lloris. And unfortunately, he, for you, fortunately for me, he scored. But that's not one you see Lloris miss much. Oh, yeah. It all started from Victor Waniyama giving the ball away. Poor game, um, would you say? Poor game for him. This was his first game back from an injury. Um, he just didn't look himself. Um, he's usually pr- pretty, um, pretty sound out there as far as keeping control, kind of like a Dembele-esque player. Um, but yeah, I gave it away, and then Marcus Alonso with a near post shot, which you know, th- for everything I hear, that's tough for keepers to save is when it's down at Awkward your feet spot, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Hugo let it in, and um, uh, Hugo's still great. You know, a lot of yep. people were giving him a lot of criticism on Twitter. No, and even such, even the best players in the world make mistakes. Yeah, um, but yeah, so Chelsea go up two one, and then hold on for the. Uh, three points, and uh, we both are tied now. Um, I think we're actually one point, like uh, we're ahead technically because of goal differential, but we're now even on um, even on points. Nice. Um, obviously, the next game we have to talk about is Manchester United. Yeah. Um, probably should have talked about it first, but since the question was part of Chelsea Tottenham earlier, we, we went there first. But uh, we mentioned earlier, best team in the league right now. They're the only team on six points. Um, you know, whether that's a top side or mid table or bottom. Um, we talked so much about Pogba last year. Um, we talked a little bit about Mkhitaryan. By all these players came in, and I think now we're finally seeing them adjusted They're to the settled. Premier League. Yep, getting and settled. They, they've brought Matic in, which has really helped Pogba because Matic is he's going to defend. That's what he is. When Herrera plays with Pogba, he still likes to get forward too. So Pogba would have to cover. Now he's completely free. Um, would you say that's the key, or is it just the time and them getting used to the Premier League, or what, how do you feel? I feel it's a combination um, of it all. You know, the players are getting settled into the Premier League. They have a year under their belt, like Mkhitaryan and Pogba, as you mentioned, and then bringing in Matic, you know, he he lets Paul Pogba do his thing. Paul Pogba is a very creative player. He likes to take chances. He needs to be able to spray balls where he wants to go and um, make those forward driving runs. And Matic allows him to do that, as you were mentioning. So it's a combination. Um, having uh, Lukaku come in has been great for them. He's a really good striker, able to hold the ball off and you know pass it off to Mkhitaryan. Or you know when um, Martial gets in, pass it off to him, and then he's able to make runs after that. So it's just a combination of the of all of it. I feel. Yeah, they really seem like they have the perfect storm going on with their lineup and how it's gelling right now. Uh, we mentioned Pogba. He almost put him up one nil. A powerful header, I believe, off a corner kick mm-hmm. off the post that I think might have hit post, might have hit keeper. But anyway, it was kind of hanging out on the line, and Baye came in. And, easy uh, tap in. Easy tap in. Poacher's kinda, goal right Poacher's there. Poacher's goal, yeah, true poacher. Um, really and truly, I mean, we could, we could go through real quickly kind of the highlights for the 
for the goals. I mean, nothing really happened on the Swan um, on the Swansea side of things. Would you say? No, I mean they really missed Gilfi. I think IU hit the post early on, but yeah. really besides that, they didn't have many chances. Um, I know Tammy Abraham had a yeah. a heading a header chance. Yeah. Um, who was uh, it was crossed in from Tom Carroll, but right. uh, he hit that one over. Um, besides that, really nothing. Yeah, so we mentioned Lukaku was slipped in by Mkhitaryan for the second. Um, Mkhitaryan then slipped in Pogba, and Pogba's finished with, with a nice chip, which is probably the best best goal of the season maybe so yeah, far. Yeah. Have we seen any better? Maybe the second goal for Burnley against Chelsea, but mm-hmm. I still think this one's probably a little bit better. Um, and then Pogba played the ball to Martial, who's been really another key for the United super sub. He's got two and two. Uh, three goals, and I think it was like three minutes and 41 seconds, something like that. Um, Just a great weapon for United to have coming off their bench. So one interesting point that we heard yesterday while we were on the way home listening to a podcast is with Pogba last year, United were playing either at – they were either level with teams or behind. And so when Pogba take those, takes this risk you were talking about earlier, it's a lot more noticeable. Now they're playing from ahead, and he's further up the pitch as opposed to, you know, he's in the attacking side instead of the other – even I think even when that stuff comes about, we're not really going to notice it because United have been doing a great job getting ahead uh, and just really keeping their foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, they've been finishing off games well. Um, I think what last week it was was it last three goals were like in the yeah, towards the end of the game towards the end of the game bang yeah, bang yeah and the same thing this week as well. Yeah, I mean Jose Mourinho has been known his career to kind of park the bus once he's up, uh, but it's nice to see like a refreshing change. Um, I don't know if it's because it's, it's a lesser side, but you like to see that as a United fan for sure. We're going to definitely tell once United, you know, get start uh, playing against tougher teams. They have, you know, Leicester City, Stoke City, but then they have. Um, I still think Leicester and Stoke are tougher tests than West Ham and Swansea at this point. I agree, but like they're not going to get to the big boys until uh, Liverpool. Actually, that's in October. That's October 14th. They still have. Yeah, so they have the six easiest games. opening schedule out of anyone. Yeah. Six games um, until that as game. As opposed to, like, our opening schedule is very, very difficult. Um, I know, we, you know, we've already played Tottenham, and we have City soon. We have Everton this week. I feel like Arsenal is not far away. Um, whereas United, when Jose Mourinho's in front, it's hard to catch him. So yeah. I hope that the FA didn't do him a solid. Um, anyways, Liverpool, they snuck off with a 1-0 victory thanks to Sadio Mane. Who came on and got the or not came on? He got the winner. Um, were you surprised that Salah didn't hold his hold his place? Do you think that has to has anything to do with their big match today, a little in about an hour against uh, Hoffenheim? Yeah. Um, well, he had a great preseason. You know, he scored a yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, he looked great in week one, and then week two comes on and uh, he's on the bench. Yeah, um, most of our dismay. Yeah, because we, we had him in the fantasy squad. Had him in the fantasy squad. I was surprised. Yes. Um, but like you said, they actually like I think Klopp is looking for you know he's looking towards the future and had a big game this today actually against Hoffenheim, um, so that's got to be the reason for yeah, it. Yeah, I think Those so because rotation. it wasn't just Salah. I mean Alexander Arnold who was fantastic. Um, I think even man of the match for Hoffenheim, he had the great free kick goal, the 18 year old right back. Uh, that's a potential. We were talking about right backs who is in the league. I mean, we could, we definitely need to keep an eye on him this season. Um, what, to talk a little bit about Crystal Palace, your hot take, one of your hot takes, surprise, whatever, whether you think it's going to happen or not, was Crystal Palace going to get relegated? Yeah. They are really struggling for goals. Um, they have yet to score in the Prem. They've yet to score. The one thing that I personally watched this game, because as you know, it's probably some of the people listening to this know, I'm a huge Ruben Loftus-Cheek fan, a midfielder 
from Chelsea on loan at Palace. The one part of the match that remind or that comes back to me is he had a great run, right channel, kind of on the right wing, carried the ball up, and really um, held the defender off so much that he got completely past him. Even though the defender had the angle on him, they were right at the at the line there. The ball was about to go for a goal kick. He completely threw the defender off. He played a perfect. Very simple square pass to Benteke, who skied it over the bar. And Benteke shown a really good scoring record against Liverpool, both for Palace and uh, Aston Villa. So that was a little surprising. Other than that moment, nothing really stands out. Um, it's interesting to me that Johan Kabai has yet to play for them in the Premier League. I know he's probably been coming off a little bit of an injury, but he did play this uh, yesterday in their League Cup fixture. Um, against Ipswich Town, which they won 2-1. So maybe Johan Kabai coming back will, will help them. Obviously, he's a good presence there in the midfield. Yeah. Do you have anything else as far as Liverpool goes? Uh, just Ruben Loftus-Cheek looks good. He looks he looks, he looks looks like a Premier League player mm-hmm. out there. You know, I'm glad size-wise he's getting minutes. And, uh, getting minutes, getting Premier League experience is going to be huge for him this season. I think it was a great move to send him out on loan. Yep. Um, all right, moving on to Arsenal-Stoke. Big result for us. Big time. We uh, we love seeing this. Um, really, not much going on except there was a uh, penalty shower where Bellerin did get kind of tripped up by um, by Stokes. Uh, oh, I'm gonna doof. And uh, but the ref didn't give it to him. And then was uh, it a pen? I wa- I looked back on it about an hour ago actually, and um, I would say no. I think he went down easy. Um, you know, I think there was a little bit of contact, but, you know, there's always some contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saito Berhino slipped in Hesse, um, and he hit it low a little bit later in the game to the keeper's left for the first goal and the only goal, actually. Yeah, um, so Hesse was in contention for our player of the week. Uh, the one we chose was kind of an obvious one. Um, but Hesse, this was, you know, he's kind of a big signing for Stoke. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's been it. Real Madrid, I think he's been at PSG. I mean, he's he's been several big places, um, and he comes in on his on his full debut and scores a goal. So that's got to take a lot of pressure off him. Yeah, um, big result for Stoke, obvious for obvious reasons. And uh, is it you know concerning the Arsenal that they lost this game? They gave up three goals in the first game to Leicester, um, barely winning that one. Uh, this just for me starts the Arsenal narrative that we have every year. Yeah, banger in or banger out. Yeah. Um, Again, I think both of us would love to see Wenger stay because um, they're not going to win another title. I know he has won in the past, but just with the current age and how teams are playing, I don't think that they're going to win a title with him there. Um, I also saw on Twitter, though, that Arsenal seemed to always struggle away at Stoke. You know, we always joke about could they do it on a cold, rainy Tuesday night at Stoke. This wasn't Tuesday, but it was at night, and it was raining. So Arsenal could not get the job done. Um Stokes defense, Stokes defense looked good. Zuma looked good. Um, they they look like they've got good start to the season. Yeah, I know they're going to be looking to finish mid table challenge for Europa. Yeah, and then we had a little bit of Monday night football Some this drama. week. Um, yeah, uh, Manchester City was um, playing against Everton, and it finished one one. I thought City was bossing the game early. Yeah, yeah. City looked good. Um, David Silva, you know whether he has hair or not, he is <laughs> so influential, and I feel like. We always forget about him because you don't see him popping up with a lot of goals. But even if he's not having assists, he really seems to dictate play out there. And you've got in our notes here that he did hit the post. Yeah, um, but in the notes it says David Silva strike the post from a great through ball um, from David Silva, which oh, it was actually I don't think that's true. No, Kun Aguero yes, chipped the ball right. over to David Silva and he hit the post. 
Anyways, um, Wayne Rooney, big time, uh, coming in and scoring two goals and two for his first two games back at Everton. Yeah. Um, Calvert Lewin played the ball to him. Yep, I, li- I really like that kid. He he just really like him. He seems to have a lot of endurance. The reason I say that is I felt like even at the end of the game he was just steady running and yeah. running and running and running, and it paid off because he got he he made a good run. He got the ball down the right wing and, and played the ball into Rooney, who um, Ederson did get a, a touch on it. He did. But he you know Rooney hit it really well. Yeah, so it went through. It's your guy here. It's not my guy. Kyle Walker, eh. Spurs legend. Well, um, <laughs> uh, so he had already got a yellow card, right? Yeah. Earlier in the game. Uh-huh. Um, we see this all the time. We see a player reacting a little, maybe with some haste, with some anger. If maybe they didn't get a call or someone else hit them hard, we see them try to get back at them a little later. So ball was hit in the air. Kyle Walker was backing up. It was Calvert-Lewin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, you know, let's see where I need to be, where I need to jump, kind of trap the ball, whatever. And he took a little quick glance. And although he did not elbow him hard or hit him hard, I thought it was kind of evident what his intent was. Oh, yeah. And so... When you play for Spurs, he would do this thing all the time. We talked about this. He's a hothead. Yeah. And when you have that reputation, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Um, Did you think it was harsh, or would you do you agree with the second yellow? I definitely think it was a yellow, and he already had a yellow before that. And I think a ref can't... he He needs to ref the game without... You know, right. that he previous didn't, he yellow didn't need to mind. not give it to him, right? Um, so I don't think it was too harsh. Maybe that's a little biased because I'm not the biggest fan of him no, right I now. No, I don't think it was too harsh. Um, he knows what he did. He didn't have to do that. He would have never got the yellow. Right. Um, so a funny tweet of the week was, um, we bet when Pep <laughs> bought a, uh, what, is, what did he say? Oh, he bought a $50 million right back. I bet he didn't think he would be right back into the changing room so soon. Boom, um, roasted. That was the tweet of the week. Um, we should bring that segment back. Um, we just did. We just did. Welcome. <laughs> and then... Um, What's going on? Not the only red card of the game. No. Morgan Schneiderlin picked up uh, a second yellow for a uh, dangerous tackle on Aguero. Um, again, I think I think the ref was shielded by Aguero, his body, and it looked worse than it was. I don't. I honestly don't know if Schneiderlin made too hard, like too... Uh, good a contact on Aguero. You gotta but, be careful later in the game. But they love to get it, those late game yellows. He slid in hard. It was dangerous for sure. Um, and he picked up a second yellow. Oh, this reminds me of something. What's going on? What's going on? Was Eric Dyer's tackle as worse, as bad as Gary Cahill's? Nah. It oh wasn't. my. And it's clean. What are you talking about? All right, we're not gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> there's not really much else to say, say except for when City were down to ten and Everton still had eleven. There was still a good 20 or 25 minutes left in the game. And City just dominated Everton. So that's got to be concerning. They did bring on Gilfie late, so maybe he'll help to settle that down. But City, they're lucky that that game didn't finish um, 2-1. We don't even have it here. Sterling. Yeah, so Raheem came on late, looked very dangerous. I looked for him to start this week. But, is uh, he in your fantasy team as he well? He is in my fantasy yeah. team. And he had a ball in the middle of the box, probably 10 yards out, that kind of came down to him off the deflection. and Great volley. Yeah. Right to the Beautiful. side netting. Um, so he, he ended up 1-1 still. I know you and I will take that draw because City looked much better. Oh, yeah. Much Everton, better team. you love that result. Yeah. And then I'm going to take a quick peek through the fixtures. I know we're going to be more focused on the bigger teams. Um, were there any other fixtures that, that stood yeah, out to you? Southampton 3, West Ham 2. 
this is second uh, the second loss for West Ham. You know, they're starting off the season great, just like they did last year. Um, so, so they they quickly were down two 0 and down to ten men. Yeah. Um, but a player we thought would have a good season for them, Chicharito. He did get the get the game even, and then in basically the last minute of the game, they gave up the penalty, and Charlie Austin tucked it away. Um, taking just just a quick look, maybe a quick mention. Uh, West Brom beat Burnley one nil. Watford beat Bournemouth two nil. Um, Bournemouth traveling as well, yeah. and Leicester City return with a win after the thriller against Arsenal with a two nil win against Brighton and Albion. I think we both think Brighton's going to go down this year, so no surprise there. Yeah. Um. Oh, another surprise result really quickly. We gave Huddersfield a shout-out earlier for being second to shout table. Shout-out. They won 1-0 against Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle's They're a team that I said in the um, opening pod. They finished in the top half. Not well, looking so good. Yeah. Um, okay, is that good? That's great. That's great. Okay, Boom. next. So we'll go with player of the week, disappointment of the week, and then update our team in the season to round out the pod before we quickly mention what's coming up soon player of the week uh christian pulisic no i'm just kidding no it's gonna be uh the striker alonzo oh yeah marcus alonzo who when chris and i would dominate online in fifa 2v2 3 4 challenge us with chelsea (laughs) alonzo would always pop up at the box and just bag all the goals probably because he knew diego wanted out anyways um but yeah so so no other player could be the player of the week um marcus alonzo with the postage free kick with the game winner as well, um, heavily underdog Chelsea side getting the win. I mean, do you have anything else to add on him? He has great hair. He does have great hair. He looked terrible in the preseason. He didn't want to defend, but his hair still looks um, good. His hair looked okay. Yeah. Must be nice to have it. Um, and then dis- <laughs> disappointment of the week. This is one of your specialties here. Yeah, uh, Marco Arnautovic uh, cost twenty five millions. Millions cost twenty five million pounds. Um, it's about $40 million. Yeah, from, uh, moving from Stoke City to West Ham. Um, in the 30th minute, he uh, threw in a nasty elbow to the neck area. Another revenge thing. Um, yeah, Just yeah. Just like Kyle Walker, but his was bad. Uh, to the neck area of Stevens um, for Southampton and ref. Gave him the straight red. Um, We're not super surprised here. He's a hothead as well. No interesting fact. He had a red card against uh, the Saints last season for Stoke. Oh, welcome. Um, so he'll be out for three matches. Um, See you later. But yeah, if he's not going to be on the pitch, then who cares? I, I never really cared for him when he was on Stoke. He just Don't always think he's seemed that good. He always seemed like a hothead, and he really didn't do anything against us ever. So yeah, he's got he's got talent, but he's not consistent yeah. at all, and that's that's why you get paid. I think his attitude uh, holds so. him back some too. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, let's see. For team of the season so far, I mean, this is something we're going to do new this year. We're both really excited about it. We're going to try to highlight some people that are not necessarily going to get talked about throughout the podcast. Mixed in with, of course, the teams, the big teams with the big players. Um, so right to it. Goalkeeper. Is there anyone else? No. David De Gea. David De Gea. Uh, two clean sheets. Two clean sheets. Zero goals allowed. Um, not a ton of shots on his target, but you can't say that there's been a better goalie. He's already regarded as the best goalie in the league, so... Uh, and to keep it right at home with Manchester United, uh, we talked about this one a little bit. Couldn't really come up with a better right back. There probably is one out there. But at least early on, Antonio Valencia, not a conventional right back. So no. do you think he'll stay in that slot all year as far as in our team in the season? Um, I think there's going to be some guys stepping up. Uh, you know, I think Kyle Walker, as much as I don't like him right now, I think he's going to 
you know, keep progressing and getting better and, and gelling with his Manchester City teammates. Um, West Brom? I was asking about our next selection. Oh, Higazi. Yes, West Brom. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Higazi, the West Brom center back, um, they, are, uh, they start the uh, season off with two wins, and so we got to give a shout-out to them. Yeah, I mean, he's looked really good. I, th- I know he's a, a new signing this year, and he's, he scored on his debut. So um, got to be good for him as far as the pressure goes. And then um, we talked about putting Bailly in this next center back slot. He'll probably finish there at the end of the year. Um, we want to give a little shout-out to McGuire for Leicester City. They did let in a few goals against Arsenal. Um, but he already has a goal and an assist on the season from the center back. They did get a clean sheet in their last game. And like we mentioned, we want to try to mix in some people as it goes through the season. Um, probably towards the end of the year, it will become more of a staple of you know your normal guys. But for now, hey, I say let's give it to him, everybody. Let's do it. Next up, left back. It's our main man again, Marcus Alonso. Just too big of a performance uh, there in game week number two to not slot in. I mean, trying to think of maybe some other people that could be there. Um, there's definitely, obviously, you can throw Daily Blend in there. Um, there's been other good left backs in the league, but just too important of a performance in only two weeks for him not to, to get the mid. Now, uh, not to get the nod. The midfielders. This is something we discussed a little bit. Um, we had a super guys in. We took them out. But uh, why don't you tell us who the four midfielders are that we settled on? Yeah, we went with Sadio Mane, who uh, picked up the game winner for Liverpool this weekend. Uh, Paul Pogba, who had a goal and an assist uh, this weekend. Christian Eriksen, who had an assist um, to an own goal for Spurs this weekend. And the last one is uh, Mkhitaryan, who has four assists on the season so far. So Mkhitaryan leads the league in assists. Uh, I was telling you earlier, you can make a good case for Mkhitaryan being the player of the season right now, yeah. even though Pogba's, you know, he scored two goals. I think he has one assist. Or does he, he has two, two and two? I think he's two and two. So he also has accounted for four goals. But, again, you could just make the case, but they're both in their team. We don't have to talk much about Paul Pogba. He's been incredible this year. Um, if it was voted on today, he would be voted the player of the season. And Sadio Mane, who's always a huge piece for Liverpool, getting the game winner. And then your guy, Christian Eriksen. Erickson's been pulling the strings for us so far. We talked about this yesterday on the way home. In fantasy, Delhi seems like the guy that could have the bigger weeks, mm-hmm. but you just know Erickson is going to be consistent week in and week out, and he's shown that with two assists, I believe, in the first match of the year, I want to say. Yeah. So yes. now if – I know it counts in fantasy. Does the Premier League count in assists for an own goal? Yes. So he has three assists. So, yeah, like you said, he's been, he's been pulling the strings and – Really glad to see it. Yeah, Delhi gets all the hype, all the media, all the attention. He's younger. Um, and Christian Eriksen just kind of you know flies under the radar. I feel a little bit in the pundits, but uh, yeah, I love him. He's great. Yeah. Hot take. Is he the best player on the team? As of right now, yes. Okay. Um, and then our forwards. Uh, one of them goes without being said. Roman Lukaku, three goals and two. Uh, he's been clinical. He has looked great. His movement's been good. You mentioned his hold-up play earlier. And then uh, maybe surprise to some. Wayne Rooney, two goals and two. Um, yeah, got so the winner first week and then got the level – or well, the go-ahead goal, but they actually – City ended up leveling it. But uh, the um, two goals and two for Rooney. Yeah, really happy to see that. Um, I think 
another Tweet of the Week candidate could have been his post about good to see some familiar that faces when he was celebrating in front of the city fans and they were all kind of throwing him the gestures. Um, just a quality, quality sarcastic tweet from Wayne Rooney. Um, some other people you can – you know, your usual suspects, Kane, he's yet to score. You know, he's August, now 0 for 12 in August. Wait for, uh, wait for September. Wait, for that. Who, wait, real quickly. Look up who you guys play first match in September. I want to see oh, who's going to get beat 4-0 with a Kane Hattie. With a Kane Hattie? Let's see. If I could – I want to try to maybe put a little capital allocation on this. Ooh. Sorry, Wayne Rooney. Oh, Everton. Okay. Jordan Pickford. Okay, well, that might be Jordan Pickford baptizing because <laughs> Harry Kane's going to score a Hattie. September um, 9th because we already got an international break because it sucks. Um, I hate coming back from international breaks. Um, a quick rundown of this week's fixtures. Chris, what do we have coming up this week? Really don't see too much that first day. We do have United against Leicester on Saturday. Um, Bournemouth hosts Manchester City. Um, but I would say the biggest two games of the weekend are going to be Chelsea hosting Everton on Sunday and then Liverpool versus Arsenal um, on uh at Sunday at 10 o'clock. Yeah, very much so a Super Sunday. Um, I feel very confident going to Everton, uh, or well, hosting Everton, but obviously as we've seen already, crazier things have happened. Um, and then Liverpool-Arsenal, I am going to expect a Liverpool win here. It is at Anfield, and we know that Liverpool always comes ready to play the big games, and I think that Arsenal are in a little bit of a uh, what's going on mode right now. What's going on? Uh, I think you know, one quick match we should mention that I looked on Saturday. Newcastle and West Ham. We talked about these teams a little earlier. That's a good one. Both teams, zero points on the year. Um, they play at 9 a.m. Central on Time. On TV, let's go. So this is two teams with zero points. Um, it's it's at Newcastle, which is a tough place to play, but both teams are really struggling to score right now. Um, I, don't, I would have to lean towards West Ham, but if I had to pick, I'd probably pick a draw, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise if it's a nil-nil draw. Um, and then it's a big day tomorrow. We got the Champions League draw tomorrow. Uh, Chelsea sit in pot one because yes. they're the champions. Um, Spurs are in pot three along with Liverpool, and then the two Manchester clubs are in pot two. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, it's be exciting to see who we play. Who do you want? Because this is you weren't in the Champions League last year. Um, but you are this year, so who do you get, who do you want to see yourself playing against? Oh, man, it's really tough. Uh, I'd like to actually see us go up against a tough side from pot two, so maybe like a Borussia Dortmund. Ooh. I'd like to see us. I think that will really show us kind of where we're at right now because they're a club that can play with almost anyone in the world. Because um, we have Christian, the savior, Pulisic. So pot three, I, I haven't really looked at the pots, to be honest. Maybe like a Monaco or something like that, somewhere that's not far, that's a nice place. Yeah. You don't want to be traveling to Russia. You don't want to go somewhere in the Far East. Um, I don't know. Maybe a team in Pot 4 that we have – I know I saw on Twitter people were like, maybe we get FC Basel. We've played them before. Um, so maybe maybe that, maybe Dortmund, Monaco, yeah. and Basel. Yeah. But that's tomorrow. We also have the Capital One Cup. Nope, sorry, the Carabao Cup. I uh, want you to remember that's Chelsea training sponsor, so just pencil us into the final. Yeah, get the Emirates FA Cup. Uh, and the, yeah, and the Carabao League Cup. Yeah. So that that third round draw is also coming up, I believe, tomorrow as well. Um, there are second round fixtures finishing up today. Yeah. For Spurs, I hope obviously we get an easier draw, but 
It wouldn't surprise me if we get like Real Madrid and Dortmund or some something like that. I'm sorry if you do because that's gonna suck. I'll say see you later. Uh, Europa League, dude. Oh, see Arsenal. Um, okay, so we had a pretty full show today. Um, we talked. I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, I'm really gl- excited about our updated team this season. I'm super excited about that week to week. Uh, I am super excited about to see if Chelsea can bounce back and get some momentum going this weekend. What are you looking forward to? First, hopefully we get the first home win at um, oh yeah, big weekend. at Wembley against Burnley. Um, we need to take care of these these sides. You know, if you drop points to Chelsea, that's one thing, but you cannot be dropping points to Burnley. Yeah. Excited to see Liverpool Arsenal and uh, to see you guys go up against uh, Everton. I feel like I'm a little bit higher on Everton than you are. I'm not high on Everton. Every time we talk about it, you always put them down, whereas I'm always trying to build them up. Um, so we'll see this weekend. Maybe yeah. I'll put, maybe I'll allocate a little capital to the underdogs. That's fine. Uh, I will not be allocating capital, but I will be expecting a Chelsea win. Um, it's something to watch this week. Will Hazard be back on the bench? Um, he has trained. He has played in a, in a close doors friendly to Fulham last Scored week. Scored a goal. Yeah, he did score a goal. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Bakayoko starts again, or if that was kind of a one-time thing. If they think we might be fine. Uh, I do fully expect Cesc Fabregas to go back to the super sub role again. He doesn't really fit how Conte wants to play as far as physicality and pressing. Um, unless we were to continue with the three-five-two, I could see him sitting deep like Pirlo. But as of now, I think it's going to be Bakayoko Conte. And I think once he's fit, Bakayoko is going to be really awesome going forward. My prediction for Spurs this weekend? Kane is going to have a brace. going to break the August mm. curse. I don't know, man. I'm calling it right now. I'd rather pick you hear, the You heard it here. First, and um, probably only here. Well, if you even listen to this, so probably not even here. <laughs> um, if you are listening, uh, follow us on Twitter, QFTS901. We're posting tweets every two weeks. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, if you have any uh, questions, you want to do a mailbag segment, you can email us at QFTS901 at gmail.com. Yes, please uh, do. Or just tweet us your questions. Uh, we need to do a mailbag, man. We'll do a mailbag like the Podfather. (laughs) Um, Until then, make sure you follow in with the Champions League draw tomorrow, and we'll see you next Wednesday.